Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. Badminton, you get ready for the Chris Jones Show. Like the 114 players that set a CFL record when he was with the Rough Riders in 2016, that might be light compared to what Jones does. Edmonton thinks they knew what they had with Chris Jones the last time he was there. And it was a great cop in 2015. Yeah. But he didn't have the keys to the castle. Ed Hervey had the keys to the castle. Ed Hervey had to let Chris Jones into the castle. Right. And now Jones has the keys to the castle. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Heidi Ho, Canada. And Canadian sports fans around the world, welcome to the RP Show on, uh, you would think, a Monday, but it is a Tuesday. Uh, A very uh, exciting 2-22-22 day on the RP Show. It feels like Monday, and in a moment you're going to hear why, but we continue to broadcast live from Great Eagle Resort and Casino, Calgary's entertainment destination. RP here. Darren Moose DuPont there, joining me in the lobby, the foyer of the event center. How you doing, Moose? I'm top of the world. Yes, did you get a haircut? I didn't. Does it look good, though? Yeah, it does. Oh, and uh, I did get you a haircut. You did. It looks good. Yeah, very busy, very busy weekend around here on the RP Show. And I'm, I'm just going to tell the viewers now, full disclosure, because that's how we do things around here, I don't have any audio coming to me from the Millennium Falcon. Okay, the studio back in the sweatpants capital. Okay. So I think that's okay, but I can't hear, like, sound effects or anything, even the show horn when Jordan hits it, if he hits it, you know. So anyway, bear with me. I think you can hear me. Let me know in the comments section. And um, Bob's your uncle, and away we go. John Ohm writes in, says, what day is it? It's Tuesday, February 22nd. What do you mean, what day is it? It does feel like a Monday, though. With It does. Doesn't it? The shortened work week. Yeah. Yeah. Before we go any further and jump into the normal stuff that we normally do, let's jump back for the Great Western Brewing Company weekend photo album. What do you say, Moose? Because we had a very busy weekend out here in the foothills, yeah. and we weren't just in the gateway to the foothills. We were out in the foot in the Rockies, but it started Friday night. We went to the Rush. Sir, I'm, I got to get used to changing that. Roughnecks Vancouver Warriors. Look at that. Roughneck fever. Here's the thing about an NLL game. Obviously, I don't drink anymore, but I still left the game going, who won? 
Oh, yeah. I had such a great time. I forgot who won. Right? It was so good. Yeah. They got their own song. They're doing the gun pistols. Yeah. I loved it. I turned to Moose and I said, uh, these guys are giving the Rush a run for their money. They are. For a game presentation, the Roughnecks and the Vancouver Warriors. And it was on TSN. Okay, guys, let's roll. Uh, I don't know what day was this. Saturday. Rolled on out to Canmore in the coffee shop. What was the name of the good place? Earth. Was it Good Earth? Yeah. Moose and I plotting world domination I'm right, right there. See? And I love that painting. I was going to bring that home, but I didn't have $4,000 on me. Yeah. Okay, what else you got? Uh, Saturday night, I went out to Red Deer, Alberta. Helped broadcast the Winnipeg Ice broadcast against the Rebels. And the Ice blew that one. They had a 2 nothing lead after two periods. Lost 3-2 to the Rebels. But it was fun to get into Central Alberta. I think there's a photo of Munzee and I here next. Brian Munn, I think. Maybe not. Then we went to the movies. Where are the movies? We, we supported our yes. wonderful and longtime partner, Landmark Cinemas. And we went to, what is it, Jackass? Forever. Forever. I laughed <laughs> so hard. If you people need a laugh, go to Jackass Forever at Landmark Cinemas. Wherever your closest cinema is, tell them that Moose and Rod sent you. You're welcome. Yeah. It's as wild as any of the prior Jackass movies. You can't have any rating or any, like, disclaimer. Oh, like, it's, it's it out there. Wild. Yeah. But it is so funny. Really, really funny. So by the way, time. the photo album brought to you by Great Western Brewing Company. Extra smooth, extra refreshing. Find Original 16 at a store near you today. So then I went to the Flames Jets yesterday while Moose was doing his thing, and you're about to see what he was doing. But I, I'm roaming around the Saddle Dome going, what's with all these Jets fans all over? This nice lady posed. That was just one of many photos I took of Jets fans in the Saddle Dome. It was great. And then I think we turn it over to your photos. Yeah, you take over. And, and make it quick. So, yeah. So, I had company. Leanne drove down, and we went out to Lake Louise. Uh, took a shot there of the sign. And then, beautiful day. It was cold. But uh, there's a shot from the chairlift. The sun coming up over the mountains through the, the pine trees. So nice. It was gorgeous. So, great day yesterday. And uh, there you go. By the way, Patrolman Pete's watching in Winnipeg. He says, nice hearing Rod's call of the ice game on Saturday night. It was nice to be on the air. 1290 radio in Winnipeg. They have a contest. Who's going to score the first goal for the Winnipeg guys? Nailed it. Zach Benson. I called it. The kid from uh, the lower mainland. Rookie for the ice scored. I don't know how. Do, 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 do. Roger Yee writes in. He says, glad you guys got to experience our Roughnecks game. It's such an awesome atmosphere. I love when the announcer tells the other team to get in, sit down, and shut up. <laughs> I didn't notice that. It was, it was very similar to a Golden Knights game and that I'm looking around going, what? I didn't know what was coming next. Right. That's the NLL for you, man. If you're not on board, you're not on board. So, and by the way, I think these WHL teams and these sports teams that tell me they watch the RP show every day, Moose, in yeah. their dressing rooms, their locker rooms, they watch it every single day. I'm getting a lot of that out here in Alberta on Game Plus television. Okay, now, if we can hit the quick six show horn, Director Jordan, I'm just going to assume that it's Aaron. Uh, ah, I can hear him. When they open up the mics, we can Jordan hear talks, I can yeah. hear the show horn there. I don't have all the NHL games, but I have the ones that we were paying attention to from Family Day Monday. Tyler Mott had a goal and an assist, and the Vancouver Canucks bounced back with a decisive 5-2 win over the Seattle Kraken on Monday. Travis Hamannick, Vasily Podkolzin, Bo Horvat and Tanner Pearson also scored for the Canucks. Not like it matters, though. They're not making the playoffs. In the midst of an horrendous season, the Montreal Canadiens gave their fans one glorious moment Monday night, a 5-2 thumping over the Toronto Maple Leafs. 
all the Habs fans that were trolling the Leafs fans, stop it. That's, that's why Montreal's got the most annoying fans in the NHL. Right. And they know that they are, and they don't care, which I respect. I don't know if you weren't watching it because you were on the ski hill, but I was watching it. It was 5 nothing Habs after two periods. Get into the third, and it's bing, bing, Leafs score. And Chris Cuthbert's like, got very quiet in here. <laughs> it's funny. Thanks to Elias Lindholm's last-minute dramatics on Monday, there are now two entries in the Calgary Flames record book, two new entries. Lindholm's game winner with 46 seconds to go, extended his goal streak to eight games. That ties a Flames record, I believe. And the Flames winning streak to 10 straight games. That ties a franchise record as Calgary defeated the Winnipeg Jets 3-1. Let me just spend a minute on that game. It's my commentary today on um, Cat Country 98 and Rock 98.5. I knew going into the game it was going to be low scoring. I'm sitting in my seats at the Saddledome going, Jacob Markstrom, Connor Hellebuck, this is exciting. This is a classic goaltender's marquee duel here, but it's going to be low scoring. It went into the final minute, as I just read, and Lindholm scored the winner in the last minute, and then Tyler Toffoli buried an empty netter. Flames won it. But there's little things that I enjoy about going to NHL games that not everybody sees, like Adam Brooks. You were asking me how Adam Brooks played. Yeah. Brooksy Bucks! Played great for the Winnipeg Jets. He's playing for his hometown team. He's bounced around just this year with the Canadians, the Golden Knights, now the Jets. The Leafs twice. He started with the Leafs, right? And he just, he looked good. We can't figure out why he doesn't stick with teams. He can skate with anybody. He was a minus on the night. I noticed that. There's that. And then Chris Schlenker, another former Pats captain, just like Adam Brooks, was refing the game. Looks so much like. is it Jeff Daniels from Dumb and Dumber? The blonde guy in Dumb yeah. and Dumber? That's Schlenker for you. That's so, yeah. So I sent him a text. I'm like, Schlenks, let me know next time you're in town. In Calgary, we'll, we'll get together. So March 3rd, he's coming in to do the Habs-Flames game. Perfect. So those are just fun things going to the saddle room. But this is what I found. The Jets, they're just not good enough. I don't know whether they're going to make the playoffs or not, but they weren't going to beat the Calgary Flames. Like this Flames team. No team in NHL history has swept a homestand of seven games or more until now. The Calgary Flames. Yeah, it, you watch them play and, and the brand of hockey they're playing is just seems to identify with the city. They're playing tough but not rough, if that makes sense. It's tough hockey, but it's still fast. They're scoring goals. I, again, continue to be a big fan of their back end. It's, it's so good. And even in the game, like Seattle hung in on the weekend for a while. They were just getting outplayed and outshot, but they hung in, and eventually the Flames were too much. And that's what I like, you know, and is probably really positive for Calgary fans is that it's not the Flames just winning games. They're actually, you know, controlling time of possession. They're controlling the play. They're the better team night in and night out. Mm -hmm. I'm looking at my Saskatoon Blades bunny hug that I'm wearing right now, and I'm glad that these these cameras are good, but they're not so good that you can't pick up the soy sauce that I splattered all over it at the buffet here last night. <laughs> so you couldn't even tell. I couldn't tell. You really got to look close to find the soy sauce. But I got to get this thing washed. I'll answer a few questions as we go from Daryl in Toronto. He says, how was the Seven Chiefs Sportsplex? Well, it was amazing. It was amazing. We went out there so Friday cute. night. We went to the Roughnecks game first. I said, Moose, let's roll over and check out the Hitman and the Ice. So we went over there. It's not that far behind the Gray Eagle 
Seven Chief Sportsplex, multiple sheets of indoor ice, one sheet of outdoor ice, a gym facility. What can I tell you? It's a 2,000-seat hockey facility with an NHL-caliber scoreboard dangling from the middle of the building. Right. It's great. you got to check it out. you got to go. I guess the Hitmen are home to PA on uh, Wednesday. I don't know if we're going to go or not. i got to think about it. The Raiders yeah. were asking me. I said, one day at a time, guys. Uh, the Santos, uh, the Leafs are bringing an Ontario product home. The team traded future considerations to the Arizona Coyotes for netminder Carter Hutton. The 36-year-old is from North Bay. And I don't quite understand this. The San Jose Sharks have claimed forward Ryan Dezingle off waivers from the Leafs. The Leafs acquired Dezingle along with defenseman Ilya Lubushkin from Arizona on Saturday in exchange for Nick Ritchie in a conditional pick. Why would they acquire Dezingle and then turn around and wave him? They wanted to put him in the minors. And so because of the one-way contract, he had to go through waivers to get down to the minors. The defenseman was the big key in the asset, right? The big key in the trade. For Dezingle, they thought maybe he could come in and, and be a depth forward, but salary cap things and roster jostling, they had to put him in the, in the minors. Mm-hmm. He had to go through waivers, and San Jose took advantage. For the ballers, here we go to point two, NFL, XFL. We might have a Rod Rant cooking here for a Bronco plumbing, heating, and cooling because here's the story from the Associated Press Wire. The NFL is collaborating with the XFL for player safety and health data. The XFL, which plans to relaunch in 2023, will be working with the NFL on physical and mental fitness programs for players, the study of playing surfaces and equipment, and the sharing of game trends and data. The agreement comes roughly seven months after the CFL and XFL ended talks on a potential partnership. In March of 2021, the two football leagues announced they were poised to begin serious discussions about a potential partnership. The decision to halt the partnership talks came with the CFL poised to kick off the 2021 season after not playing at all in 2020. But news the CFL and XFL were talking in March made headlines across North America given Dwayne Johnson's fame as an actor and former pro wrestler. The Rock. You all know that. Right. We got sound. I got it. Thank you. Whatever you did worked. Best, fastest pit crew in the business right here. And the RP show. And I got you. We're good. So I think I had about 11 to 12 people sent me the XFL, NFL link, the article on the weekend. And in each instance, I sent it back and said, why are you sending me this? What are we saying? I saw what people were saying on Twitter, saying, oh, the CFL's missing the boat on this. Blah, 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 blah. CFL doesn't want to partner with the XFL. The ship has sailed. I don't understand. I'm, this is progressive. This is the rock. This is the guy that was on the mic to kick off Super Bowl. Are we shocked that the XFL and the NFL would go into partnership together? And we would be shocked to see if Al wouldn't want to work with anybody or change. No. How is any of this news? It's not. You know, the interesting thing for me is that when we suggest that it might be beneficial to have a partnership, people are against that. Yeah. And then when they partner with somebody else, well, why didn't we do that? <laughs> you know, it's like, I don't want you until you're with somebody else. And now I, now I can't stop thinking about you. Right. Stop sending me the articles. <laughs> It's like the validation you need, you know. Somebody else has to tell you she's hot for you to. And think then you it. want her. And then you want. Dumb, her. dumb. It's too late. It's too late. And in, incidentally, the USFL draft goes today. Moving on to point three, WHL one timers. Let me check the clock here. We got time for this. 
Justin Sordiff scored two goals and added a helper, and teammate Josh Williams scored two of his own as the Edmonton Oil Kings won their sixth game in a row. They beat the Winnipeg Ice 6-3. Listen, with all apologies to the Jets and Flames, a lot of Winnipeggers were more interested in the ice game at Edmonton. I'm not joking. The Ice have now lost two games in a row. That's not good. Josh Davies, uh, and by the way, the Winnipeg Ice are the number one team in Canada. 12 straight weeks. In the Queen City, Josh Davies and Carson King did all the scoring for the Swift Current Broncos in a 4-3 victory over the Regina Pats. Connor Bedard had a goal and an assist for God's team. The attendance I saw was over 5,700, so clearly nobody was bitching about ticket prices Monday. Yeah, how about that? (laughs) Reese Vitelli scored a hat trick, leading the Prince Albert Raiders in a 4-1 win over the Medicine Hat Tigers. In the loops, Kamloops needed a shootout to edge uh, Everett 4-3. In Langley, B.C., Caleb Wilms and Riley Gannon each had a goal and a helper as the Victoria Royals blanked the Vancouver Giants 3-0. And lastly, late goals from Samuel Huo and Dagan McMillan weren't enough for Tri-City as they fell 5-3 to Kelowna. We're going to take a timeout. When we come back, we're only three points to the quick six show topics here. Here's what else I want to talk about. Moose has brought up Aaron Rodgers is making news again. I would, quite frankly, I've had enough of Aaron Rodgers already, but I know the world hasn't, so I'll be open-minded enough to talk about that. NFL prospects complaining about COVID restrictions at the Combine got their way. Did you see that? Yeah. Why weren't we doing this two years ago and just bitching and we get our way? (laughs) Uh, NBA All-Star Game rap and, and Olympics rap. And whatever you folks want to talk about. On the way today, Arash Madani from Rogers Sportsnet and the voice of the Calgary Stampeders, Mark Stephen, right here at Gray Eagle. We'll be back in a moment. You're watching on Game Plus Television. We're back on Game Plus TV, YouTube Live, and 24-hour sports radio, rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You got to subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Why a beautiful day out on the slopes. How about that? How beautiful is that? We're back at Great Eagle Resort and Casino. And hey, lo and behold, how about this? I don't see a difference. Do you see a difference? Darren just informed me in the break. <laughs> the pair of squirrels that we are that we didn't even have the lights turned on here to start the uh, warm-up here today on the RP show. I don't really see a big difference. Jordan probably will. Maybe a little one. Well, the lights are on. Anyways, so we've got a few topics to get to. And by the way, I'm, I'm multitasking here. If you read the latest entry, the latest column at rodpeterson.com, I mentioned that my advisors in Florida are encouraging me to write more. And they said to continue my CFL media career, which dates back to 1991. Look it up. So I wrote a top 10 CFL off-season storylines column. And the comments are coming in on that. So I'm just uh, moderating those as we roll. And they're in no particular order. And I will pick up on that in a second, Moose. But let's, let's get to this. Players attending the NFL scouting combine in Indianapolis won't have to stay in a bubble, as originally ordered, after organizers loosened rules Monday night after getting blowback for strict COVID-19 rules issued over the weekend. In a memo sent to all invitees and obtained by the Associated Press, 
The National Invitational Combine said we encourage all players to remain within the secure combine areas at all times for your safety, unquote. I haven't delved any more into it than that. I mean, I was going to go look up the whole article, but I forgot. But I saw something along the line of these young prospects who are going to participate in the combine. It's been two years of protocols, and they just said, enough. And they got away with it. That's the amazing thing. Did I read that right? Or? Well, there was, there was a big threat that the combine wouldn't happen, that the players wouldn't want to go and, and be a part of it. And you know what? At the end of the day, you know, the NFL is going to do whatever it needs to do to make sure that the games happen and these big events happen. The combine is one of the biggest events on their calendar in the year. Yeah. So whatever it takes to get this happening, the NFL will do, whether that's making sure that the players are happy and there's not as many restrictions, more of an encouragement. I mean, what do they do in the playoffs, right? They drop the mandatory testing so that they would have less positive cases and you know, lower the risk of any disruption to the, uh, to the NFL playoffs. So same thing with the combine here. I think you know, the combine then affects the draft, and you can't have anything interrupt the flow of business in the National Football League. So that's where they're at. You don't have a combine, then they're going to say, "Well, we got to now work out all these players individually," which means we got to push the draft back. And if we got to push the draft back, then OTAs get pushed back, and then it becomes a mess. The NFL is not interested in that. No, and by the way, I'm just following it as it goes. Uh, yeah, the draft's going to come off. I just, I'm. This is kind of the time of year where the NFL loses me. We discussed it last week. The draft talk. I'm just not that interested in it. I prefer the Hall of Fame debates, obviously. But even that's getting old. What I dare bring up is Michael Riley slam dunk for the CFL Hall of Famer. Do we have to think about this? And I get drawn and quartered. I'm like, I'm not sure you even want to talk about that anymore. Um, Jennifer from the Four Seasons writes in and says, The Pats played last night. That's right, Jen. We covered it. Wakey, wakey. Coffee starts at 11. Talked about it. Connor Bedard had a goal and a helper. Darren Workman in Salt Lake City says, Spring football wars are heating up. The USFL has a $150 million commitment from Fox Sports, and the XFL is collaborating with the NFL. Sorry, CFL. Hey, Darren, wiki wiki, we covered it already. How about that? Uh, yeah. Let's, let's stick to you and me. Before we get to the NBA and the Olympics wrap, because I have some thoughts on, not the NBA, but the Olympics. What was the Aaron Rodgers thing? Because Aaron Rodgers lost me last year. Because I was watching ESPN at this time last year all day, every day. And all it was was Aaron Rodgers. And I got sick of Aaron Rodgers. And now we're going to go through this again? I, I, I don't want to. There's other know. things to talk about. The, the, the Aaron Rodgers intrigue just become, you know, comes, dates back to how good he is first. And, you know, how much of a figure he is, you know, just polarizing in the National Football League. Where Aaron Rodgers goes, success follows. So we're very curious as to, is he going to play in Green Bay next year? Because he played, Green Bay finished in the first play. They have a ton of weapons around him. I mean, he had some, obviously. Devontae Adams, one of the best, if not the best receiver in the game. So he puts out a heartfelt message thanking his ex-fiance, who they just recently split. He thanked all the quarterbacks in the room, tagging Jordan Love in the photo as well. He thanked the fans. He thanked the organization. Everybody, his friends, his Friday crew, which included Randall Cobb. Um, it was a six or seven slides of photos and, and whatnot that he shared, this heartfelt message. 
And it almost had people thinking, is this a goodbye message? Is this Aaron Rodgers saying, you know, thank you, and now we're entering another chapter and opening up speculation as to where he might play next year? Or is this kind of him saying, I love you guys, I got you, and, and more of him leaning in to the Green Bay Packers. And I think that's why we're interested, because wherever he goes, you instantly have a contender for a Super Bowl. <clears throat> Who is this we are interested? you have a mouse in your pocket? I'm not interested. <laughs> um, Aaron Rodgers, DQ, drama queen. Make a decision, and let's get on with it. Let's go. Sorry. Tired of it. Do you have a cold, by the way? Are you feeling a little stuffed? A little bit. Do we need to send you for a COVID test? Nah. You've, you've so far zing, zing, dodged COVID very well. I've got one in my a rapid test in my room that I haven't used. Maybe i got to go try it. Don't test. <laughs> I can keep my streak alive. Exactly. That's what Trump said. I'm telling you the guy was on to something. Uh, 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 when I was, you were with me, obviously in Los Angeles, I don't want to say whom, but that big sports person said, isn't it amazing? The NFL had no stars test positive for COVID, none in the whole playoffs. Wow. Are they ever lucky? You know what I mean? Stop testing. Stop getting uh, wh whatever they did. Yeah. I don't know what they did. But yeah. It worked. Uh, to the NBA quickly. Steph Curry got another three-point record, and LeBron got another All-Star win. Not a bad night in Ohio for the two All-Stars from Akron. Steph Curry turned boos to oohs and ahs with the greatest long-distance shooting performance in All-Star game history. And then LeBron made a turnaround jumper that gave his team a 163-160 victory over Team Durant on Sunday night. Steph Curry made 16 three-pointers and scored 50 points. Two off Anthony Davis's record. Um, you saw our photo album earlier of what we did this weekend. I was not spending it indoors watching any all-star game festivities. I see in the comments section that a lot of folks did and, and bully for you. But the one thing that I've realized about Calgary, and I said to Darren, when we were driving around, I did go to college here. I did have spent a lot of time here over the years with teams as the road team. I never appreciated the mountains to the degree that I do now. I haven't appreciated all the things there are to do around here until I do now. So if I'm going to sit at home and watch television, it better be damn good. Yeah. Not just something that I'm surfing. And the NBA just doesn't qualify in the damn good for me. However, having said that, uh, um, <laughs> oh, Jeff the Stamps fan says, Stuffy knows, welcome to the dry air of Calgary. I noticed that the last time we were here, a month ago, my skin was so dry and itchy that it was almost unbearable. And then it kind of hit me uh, over the weekend. I'm like, I'm not going to allow this. I'm going to be mind over matter. I'm not going to allow myself to be bothered by it. But I do remember. I don't know how Albertans deal with it, other than I guess they just toughen up and get used to it. I could use some pointers if you got any tips. But, uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, you guys can continue to comment, but we're going to roll on because this is the last opportunity that we'll take to talk about the Olympics. And I have a lot of thoughts on that, but not important enough to turn it into a commentary or a column or anything like that. But all I keep hearing is that the Olympics, people don't care anymore. But I've been hearing that for the last three, four Olympics, and they keep holding them. And I think there's a lot of reasons why. I just got an email today, shockingly, from the CBC. Seven out of ten Canadians watched at least some part of the Olympics. 
That would include us. Uh, some of the people that I spoke with around here at the Gray Eagle this morning would be in the three out of ten that did not. I'm not going to name them. They probably don't want to. But I've had, you know, enough downtime that I watched the Olympics. I watched the hockey, obviously, because I'm interested in it. But I guess my point is when I was a child, I binge watched summer. And I'm not talking seven, eight, nine years old. I would sit and watch the biathlon all day, the bobsleigh all day. I would watch anything all day. And what I've realized, I think, is the world's changed since I was a child. There's a lot of other things to do. The time change didn't help, but it never does. You don't know whether it's live or whether it's taped. I didn't know who these athletes were. Some have said that the networks have failed in doing a good job of storytelling. And to be honest with you, when I was in the States leading up to the Olympics, NBC did an unbelievable job of profiling the athletes. Yeah. And uh, Mike Tirico, for one. I can't remember the girl's name. Schifrin, whose dad died, and she blew up on the, on the course, right? And she got disqualified. I felt terrible for her because I knew her story. Yeah. I, think, I thought the Canadian networks didn't do a very good job of profiling the athletes leading up or during. Broadcasters weren't even there, and that's not their fault, I guess. Uh, that was COVID. They were home in a booth calling the games from here. I don't know. Are the, are the Olympics losing their luster? I think we go up and down with them. I think they'll they'll get it back, but they are a little bit. And we're starting to see that with certain events. And we're just not quite the same, right? I mean, you look at the bobsleigh, which was incredibly exciting. I watched the final run where that Canadian group was able to capture a medal. But kids are not tobogganing the, you know, and sledding like they used to. So watching the giant sledding competition isn't as exciting for the kids, right? I think there's still events, I think, that are exciting and, and fun, but um, it is. It's losing its, its luster a little bit. And, you know, for Canada, I think we had a bit of a disappointing games, even though it was our third or fourth highest medal total ever. Four gold medals is the worst we've had since 94, right? So, oh, I mean, no. it just seemed like we weren't doing that well in terms of world winning, finishing first. And I think it kind of didn't give us the same kind of uh, excitement. And it wasn't on during the day. It was on the morning, early morning, That's what I'm saying. and late at night. Not prime time, really. Right. So, I mean, let this be a lesson. Sports, as always, is a microcosm of life. So we didn't get too far into the Olympics, and we're hearing about doping scandals and judging scandals. <clears throat> so countries cheating to win, cheating to get ahead. That's just life. Everybody is to get ahead, yeah. cutting corners. Right? And the other thing is, the Olympics, quite frankly, is no different now than 1988. What's different? Been doing that forever. Right. So the world's changed. The Olympics have not. And that's a bit of my pet peeve, of course, with the CFL and, and not just them, but certain other leagues. Have you adapted? Have you changed with the times? Because the world has changed. And they haven't really. And it's very frustrating to me. But again, they don't uh, ask. So that's fine. Moose, I'm going to let you go. See you back here for hour two. Should be fantastic. Trying to remember when I'm going to see you. Overtime, I guess. Uh, because Arash Madani's coming up. And the voice of the Calgary Stampeders, Mark Steven. Mark Steven. We're going to delve into all CFL topics, not just Stamps topics in hour two. Hey, just want to tell you that Tough Tribe for Men was designed to meet the unique demands of clean, professional grooming the warm scent of a gentleman shampoo teams up with an invigorating, cool peppermint conditioner. Top that off with a little beer, uh, beard and hair pomade. 
to start your day feeling fresh and confident. Available today at toughtribeformen.com. That's the number four, toughtribeformen.com and Amazon Canada. If you like the hair of the people on the RP show, thank Tough Tribe for Men. We'll be back to Gray Eagle Resort and Casino right after this. You're watching on Game Plus Television today, YouTube Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Beautiful Tuesday as we crack the lid on a shortened week. It's episode number 701 of your favorite daytime sports talk show coming your way from Gray Eagle Resort and Casino, Calgary's entertainment destination. And speaking of Calgary, can we bring in our next guest? If you don't mind, Arash Madani from Rogers Sportsnet, I'm going to tell you that your name was floating around the Saddledome press box. Ryan Varty and I spending a lot of time together over the past few weeks. Uh, here, old score alum. Hey, said to say hey. Varty's one of the all-timers, dude. I mean, he and I worked together for a full flame season and one of my all-time faves. What a great dude. Really, really good guy. He was showing me all his photos from Super Bowl down there covering it for TSN. Hey, this he is, I'm so interested in Vardy had a what? great scam because he did the NFC Championship in L.A., spent a week down there on vacation, and then did the Super Bowl. So he got a little play in there with some work, too. He told me all about that and showed me the photos, mm-hmm. absolutely. And we can come back around to the NFL stuff in Super Bowl because I'd like to do that, but I would really like to get your take on the Olympics. You're seeing the scorn and ridicule online that the Olympics have lost their luster. CBC says 70% of Canadians tuned in at some point. Where are you on these recently passed games, and do they need a sprucing up, or what, how'd you feel about it? Well, if you think about it, it's now been three straight Olympics where the time zone has been in Asia. It was Pyeongchang, and then Tokyo, and now Beijing. And there was, I think there were a lot of people who had some disdain going into this thing over the political aspect of China and what's happening over there. And so that kind of took away some of the attention. And there was no real lead up to the Olympics. All the qualifiers were canceled because of COVID. But Roddy, when you have three Olympic games in a row happening on the other side of the world when the time zone is effectively flipped, that's not going to grow your North American audience. And I think like if, if, if you look at all the reasons why the attention and the numbers have been down, I would put just what the last little bit in the world has been like as, as, a, as a reason for it, but also just because of three consecutive games over there. I spent a lot of time watching it, and I'm sure you did too. What were your takeaways from Beijing? A few. Um, one, the ageless Charles Amlan, you know, 37 years old, sixth Olympic medal, leaves with leaves atop the medal podium. It's just amazing. And he was really, he and Marie-Philippe Poulain, the last links to Vancouver 2010, which is when so many of us kind of got into this thing. Poulain remains amazing, doesn't she, Roddy? You know, what is the stat in the last, the last 10 goals scored in a gold medal game for Canada? Marie-Philippe has scored seven of them, um, taking clutch to another, to another dimension. 
But also, look, the, the whole Russian doping mess continues to carry a black cloud over the Olympic Games, over the IOC, over this whole movement. And until that's sorted, it's going to be the same BS with Russia moving forward. And that does not help the profile of the Olympics for sure. But what was the reaction to your tweet at, immediately after Canada lost out in the quarterfinal of men's hockey? You said, well, we're a women's hockey nation. How did that go over? That settles it. That settles it, tongue-in-cheek. But right. kind of, right. Yeah, well, it, uh, the Olympics, yeah. Um, you know, the, the usual suspects were up in arms over it and some realized for what it was. But let, let's be real here, Rod. 2010, 2014, and now 2022, gold, gold, gold. And in the middle of that, one silver medal. Um, when the Americans knocked off the Canadians in Pyeongchang. There is a pattern here, a pattern that uh, isn't there on the men's side. And I get the NHLers haven't always showed up, but um, the medals speak for themselves, don't they? Absolutely. I think this is one of the few chances that you get to talk about um, the Canadian Football League. I, uh, you know, what your thoughts on where that league is right now as it enters its doldrum stage and also the NFL-XFL agreement that was announced over the weekend. Uh, people say the CFL missed the boat on that, and I say they don't. They never wanted to do anything like this. So in, in the world of pro football right now and what's coming out of the weekend, what are your thoughts? Well, I think what the real takeaway here is that the CFL needs to find a way to continue to be in the conversation, in the sports conversation in this country in the off season, much more and much better than it is now, and it's ever done. Uh, there, you know, it felt like Rod for a few years they were almost intentionally trying to stay quiet and trying to stay off the radar. And what are the what are the steps forward that the league is taking just to be on anybody's radar, on the consciousness of a sports fan to be talking about it? There's a little bit of a blip in free agency when those within CFL circles get excited about things. What was the biggest move in free agency? Was it Masoli to Ottawa? I guess. Um, does that really move the needle? Um, so what I haven't seen from any regime is a way to, like NFL free agency in the NFL calendar, the number one story right now South of the border in sports is not the Major League Baseball lockout. It's certainly not the NHL. A little bit of the NBA All-Star aftermath with Steph and LeBron. But it's where is Aaron Rodgers going? And that's the first domino that's going to lead to the next series of dominoes with Russell Wilson. And what could this mean maybe for Ryan Danahill in Tennessee? And what about Carson Wentz and his landing spot, et cetera, et cetera? Uh, what, the, what the CFL continues to fail at is to have any kind of relevance outside of maybe a few days from December to May. And being off the grid for half the year is a major mistake. Yeah, the NFL loves drama and fake news. The CFL loathes drama and fake news. And I, I think that is a big problem. 
for them. I look at the banner over your shoulder of the Minnesota Vikings. I thought of you when they hired an analytics expert as their new general manager. How are we on that move? I mean, wait to find out. I keep hearing collaboration, collaboration, collaboration all over the place. And I just wonder who's in charge here because I thought that the new GM wanted Jim Harbaugh to be the coach, but maybe he didn't get his wish or maybe Kevin O'Connell is going to come in and and be the guy. Um, We're noticing, Rod, it's now a real pattern, isn't it? That more than ever, if you're under the age of 40, you have a better chance of becoming an NFL head coach than ever before. And that if you went to Princeton and were an economics major, you have just as good a chance of becoming a general manager in the National Football League as if you rolled up the sleeves and you know went through the scouting side of you know things. So it's really interesting to watch how this whole thing is starting to evolve. Sashi Brown you know, went from football to the Washington Wizards, had his cup of coffee in baseball, now is getting back with the Baltimore Ravens. Um, how the, the resume required to become the head of a football operation is so different now in the NFL than we've ever seen in our lifetime. No doubt. I, I love the score, Mike Flash, over your shoulder there, by the way. I just noticed that I have one buried somewhere. I'd like to know where it is. And by the way, in 60 seconds or less, is this not the quietest Major League Baseball lockout of all time? I guess, talk about being a tree falling in the forest. This has got to be about day 81 of the lockout or rash that nobody knows they're in. They're idiotic. They're so stupid. <laughs> I don't know how else to put this, Rod. I mean, here you are as a business, your viewership is down, your ratings are down, your attention, is, the attention on your business is down, the metrics are down, and what do you do? A lockout? You're preventing people from wanting to be invested into your game and into your sport, and who under the age of 20 is fully invested in baseball, and you're going to remove yourself from any kind of conversation late February where you know there should be some excitement with spring training? I mean, presumably this thing's going to get solved and quick um, when they realize there's a lot of money to be lost at the start of a season. But golly, this is as bad as it gets and short-sighted as it gets with what the owners are doing right now. Just terrible, terrible for the sport because spring training should be underway with pitchers and catchers. Arash, this has been great. You're looking splendiferous, my, my man. Outstanding. Thanks for this. And I keep look up, forward keep to seeing you soon, work. man. It's been, uh, it's been a hot minute since we've uh, we run into each other. Congrats on everything you got going on over there, Roddy. Thank you. Life is good. I appreciate it. Thanks, man. And let's do it soon. You got it. Sportsnet's Arash Manatti checking in from uh, the Big Smoke. On the way, the voice of the Calgary Stampeders, Mark Steven, down here at Great Eagle. We'll be right back. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus TV Network, YouTube Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Beautiful views of a beautiful part of the world. We're broadcasting from the gateway to the foothills, Gray Eagle Resort and Casino, Calgary's entertainment destination, where, by the way, the father of redneck comedy is coming live to the event center 
75 feet to my left. Jeff Fox for the May 28th. Check out Gregel's website for information and to purchase tickets. This is what we affectionately call viewer takeover here of the RP show, and we only have a couple minutes for it. I'm well, four and a half. That's not bad. As you know, Mark, that's an eternity in the broadcasting business. Mark Stevens here, the voice of the Calgary Stampeders. He'll be joining us next. He didn't seem at all shocked by the Bo Levi Mitchell jersey over my shoulder at all. We'll have some fun CFL discussions here next hour and talk with you, the viewers and fans. As a matter of fact, uh, let me go to the text line, 902-518-3033, the number to hit us up right here at Gray Eagle. As I open the phone from the weekend, Daryl Paquette from Edmonton is our winner, from Sherwood Park specifically. He correctly picked the Edmonton Oilers would beat the Winnipeg Jets. That was our featured game of the weekend Saturday afternoon for our exclusive betting partner, BetRegal.ca. We'll be in touch with you, Daryl, and be sending out a BetRegal prize package. Bunny hug, hat, that kind of thing. Regarding the Olympics, and whether you were into them or not, Jeff Caldwell is watching in Salem, Oregon. And he says, I watched more Winter Olympics than I have in 20 years which isn't much. Being recently retired has a lot to do with that. And Jeff in Oregon also says, the RP show has single-handedly raised the needle on my interest of the CFL. Well, I'm excited for it, and it's only February. Um, There's a lot to get to with Mark in terms of, well, just a lot to get to with Mark. There's a lot of topics. Jim Wagner watching in Balgoni regarding what's going on in the NFL. He says, you've said it before, Rod, the golden rule is he who has the gold makes the rules. NFL will do whatever they want. They just don't care what others think. No, and they keep getting bigger. I think there might be a lesson in there somewhere. Robin Wildey watching in the gateway to the north says, have you seen the USFL jerseys? I've seen them, and I'm actually glad, Robin, that you brought that up. It's another thing we'll talk with Mark about. Um, I don't get that geeked up about uniforms. Not as much like I'm interested. I'll look at them, but I don't race to the store and buy them unless it's something that's real sharp. Patrolman Pete in Winnipeg says, I got the score right. Just the teams were wrong. Everybody in Winnipeg picked the Jets to win on Saturday. And they didn't. John Ohm in Winnipeg says, Rod, did you find some donuts over the weekend? Of course, I always find donuts. This happened to be at Good Earth, uh, Good Earth Coffee Shop in Canmore. One minute, one minute remaining in hour one. Dan in Winnipeg is watching. He says, Habs have won three in a row under head coach Martin St. Louis. What's going on with the Winnipeg Jets? Big win for the Habs last night against the Leafs. Uh, here's one thing that I meant to say earlier on. Kyle Connor is a floater. Sorry. I noticed it yesterday watching him live. Yeah, hot take. I meant meant to say it earlier. I'm saying it now. Kyle Connor should play with the Sharks because he floats. And I'll be on Winnipeg Sports Talk this afternoon with Hustler, by the way. And we'll talk about that. The Winnipeg Jets either just aren't good enough, which they're just not good enough. And they don't play inspired anymore. We uh, have more comments coming in from the viewers. We'll kick them all around with Mark Steven, the voice of the Stampede. The longest-serving voice in the CFL, right, Mark? After this. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. 
you gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. For more Rod Peterson On Demand, visit rodpeterson.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.